Mahaprabhu asked Ramananda Roy what is uh, unbearable happiness, unhappiness in this world. <clears throat> I answered by saying, Krishna Bhakta Viraha Bina Dukha Nadeki Para that the separation from the devotee of Krishna is the unbearable happiness in this world. In this context, he did not say separation from Krishna, but separation from Krishna's devotee. Because in one sense, it's the same because without the devotee mediator, there is no substantial connection with Krishna. Sakshadari tena samasta shastri vasadvi kintu prabhoya priyavatasya vande guru sri charanaravindam when we have a closer examination, deeper vision of Sri Guru will take us to the uh, Mukunda Preshta, Govinda Preshta, Krishna Preshta, the one who is most dear to Krishna. <clears throat> when uh, we first heard from Srila Guru Maharaj, he was articulating what we were unable to the position of the disciples of Srila Swami Maharaj Prabhupada at the time of his disappearance were like that of orphans, orphan children. Even the most senior devotees, relatively speaking, were newly connected. Right, Guru Maharaj sometimes called the new recruits. Uh, on the one hand, there are those who may be born the land of Mahaprabhu, Gauru Mandal, or for some others, Braja Mandal. But the disciples of Srila Prabhupada Swami Maharaj, for the most part, from the Western world and that sort of accompanying sangskar or lack of it. Still, Srila Guru Maharaj would say that 
quoting the poet Magha, the author of the epic, Shishupal Byad, that the, as the present position is indicative of future auspiciousness, and by that we mean the present connection, Krishna connection, indicates future auspiciousness, a bright prospect, it's also indicative of some past connection. And that's also supported by Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Jaiva Dharma. Satsanga, no, Purva Nishchitaiva. I forget the slogan, but he's saying it's indicative of some past connection, say in the Nitya Sakriti, Agyata Sakriti, some connection with the Nirguna plane. When Sukriti achieves a certain level of accumulation, then Saru Sangha, but Gyata Sukriti, Agyata Sukriti, Gyata Sukriti, Shraddha, Saru Sangha, Bhajana, Kriya, etc. Anartha Nivritti. So, the disciples of Srila Swami Maharaj Prabhupada, like orphan children, even the most senior devotees only had maybe 10 years under his guidance. So at the time of his disappearance, they're ill-equipped to uh, deal with that. We know that Srila Prabhupada, before leaving the world, advised his disciples that in the future, when necessity arises, to consult with higher authority to approach Srila Sridhar Maharaj. He said, I accept him as my Shiksha Guru. What speak of the benefit that you can have from his association? So, personally, <clears throat> I was with another devotee and we were preaching in Eastern Europe, in Poland at the time. And this is before the internet. So, we were only given this news maybe a week after we went to a place called a city, Bratzval, we were handed a telegram informing us of the disappearance of Srila Prabhupada. But it happened a week before that. And so the first impression came that during that week, following his order, just as Gurudev wrote in the pranam. He's saying, Gurvagyam Shirdushi Darjam Shakta Veshas Rupine Hare Krishnati Mantraina Paschatya Prachatarini. 
Gurvagyam Shirashi Darjan, taking the order of his guru on his head. That's the advice of Bhaktivinoda Thakur for most beautiful Krishna conception. Guru Janashire Puna Shobhashai Shataguna. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Above the head of my Gurudev, Krishna is looking a hundred times more beautiful. So that's a very, um, what's the word? Uh, astute observation. Shataguna Shobhapaya, a hundred times more beautiful. That's the secret of the connection. Krishna is a hundred times more beautiful in connection with Sri Guru. So we thought we're following his order and trying according to our limited capacity to represent Krishna consciousness to others. And on account of that, during that week, we're feeling some connection and happiness. But we're informed he had left the week before. So in an odd way, that was some hope, hopeful. And I thought, if we were feeling his association in the last week, by following his order and preaching Krishna consciousness, then the connection is still there. It's the first thing that told me that, that reaffirmed that connection. But, uh, you know, a glimmer of hope in the midst of so much hopelessness. Mahaprabhu, uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Shikshastakam have Yugaitam nimishena chakshusha prabhushaitam sunyaitam jagat sarvam govinda virahename. Sunya, sunyata, void, zero, nothingness, nothing. The world, as Prabhupada himself translated, appears void and vacant. Govinda viraha, without you know, in separation from Govinda. So, as we drove away from that place to rejoin our God-brothers and God-sisters, the world which was looking beautiful the week before on account of preaching, is that we know if you're preaching, where you are looks very beautiful. And wherever it is, it's, it appears to be the most beautiful place in the world if you're preaching nicely. Now it looks ugly and horrifying and void and vacant and colorless, lifeless. So, but when the devotees on the order of Prabhupada met with Guru Maharaj, the first thing he spoke about is he began articulating the sentiments or feelings that are appropriate to a devotee uh, in response to the loss 
of their guru, the, the departure of their guru. And that's the first time we heard Guru Maharaj say this uh, Puranic example that the guru is like the water, the shisha is like the lotus, and Krishna's like the hot blazing sun. You know, lotus flowers don't require only sunlight, but like intense, they thrive in very hot sun, direct sunlight. Right? That, that's when the, they thrive. Remove the water from the lotus, and the same sun that was nourishing the lotus burns the lotus. Guru said, that's the position. That's how guru-centric we are. As he said in another place, without the grace of Sri Guru, we are lifeless clay. Um, so, Guru Maharaj told that, but then, and when it came to venting separation, he was not quoting that verse from Mahaprabhu, interestingly. Rather, he was quoting the Bilapa Kusumanjali of Srila Raghunath Das Goswami, where Guru Maharaj is saying, if it's possible to express something more or deeper or more devastating than what Mahaprabhu told, the sentiments that we're told. Mahaprabhu is, when Guru Maharaj gave the original title of those, Golden Volcano, Divine Lava. And he said, the Shiksha, because originally I was going to publish the Shikshastakam, because he had spoken on that. But more was coming. So I thought, all right, we'll have one part, because Guru Maharaj is always talking about Mahaprabhu and Radharani, and then second part will be Shikshastakam. And that's how it ended up, Golden Volcano, Divine Love. But originally he's telling, Golden Volcano, Divine Lava. He's saying that lava, volcanic eruptions from the heart of Mahaprabhu, from the heart of Srimati Radharani. Very intense, you know, painful, agonizing eruptions of deep heart feeling, heartfelt separation. Bhaiye Vishad Jalahoy, Bhitore Anandamoy Krishna Premier, Adbhuta Charit. But he pointed, remember, Raghunath Das Goswami is the Prayojan Tattva charge in the Rupanuga line. So, as if it was possible, he's ratcheting it up by saying, Sunyayate Mahagoshtam Girendra Jagarayate Vyagram Tundayate Kundam Jivatu Rahitasyame Actually, those pla that place which was formerly the, the source of inspiration, and he names two places, the two, huh? Govardhan Radhakunda. Govardhan taken to be the extension of Krishna, 
And Radha Kunda, the extension of Srimad, her extended self. And he's saying, Govardhan is like the uh, python, like a python coming to swallow me. Before saying, Nija Nikata Nivasa Dehi Govardhanatvam, we're telling the other day, the Govardhan Puja. Now here, another type of sentiment is coming out. That Govardhan, and appears like a giant python coming to swallow me. And Radha Kunda appears like a tiger's gaping jaws coming to devour me. They're saying that which formerly was the source of my inspiration, now and most favorable, appears to be antagonistic to me. There's... uh, these sort of opposites are um, described in different places in the writings of the Goswamis. They're Raghunath Das Goswami, Rupa Goswami. As we've told on this, in the keeping in this theme, Gurudev taught you is that Kurvati Kilako Kila Kala Udvala Kala Nadam Jayamini Iti Jayamini Vishanadam that the kokil sound we take generally to be very sweet, sometimes compared to the liquid sweetness of the voice of Krishna. Here, mysteriously, Srimati Radharani is saying, that which should normally be sweet and making the heart feel joy, she's chanting, Jaimini, Jaimini, Jap. She's chanting, or Jalpa, like saying, Why? Because if it's raining to protect oneself from being struck by lightning, take the name of Jaimini Rishi. That's the habit of the people in Vrindavan. So, but it's not raining. She's hearing the sound of the kokil and that Reminder the sweet voice of Krishna. It's having the opposite effect, like lightning striking her heart. So she's piteously taking the name of Jaimini Rishi. So when Srila Gurumar started giving these examples, actually the devotees, they wanted to, they had so many questions to ask him. But before those questions, he, on his own, perfectly, this is what was needed to be heard. All the questions that came after that, they're very good and the answers are wonderful. But Guru Mars went to the heart of the matter from the very beginning. Okay. This is how one will feel. This type of devastation. So... Uh, Raghunath Das Goswami, in the absence of Mahaprabhu and Srupa Damodar, we know he's ought to end his life by going 
to Govardhan, Radha Kunda, but from Govardhan to throw himself down, finish his life. But then again, he found Mahaprabhu and Srupa Damodar in present in Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami. There was a lady who won, wanted to get initiated by Srila Prabhupada like in his final days. And she arrived in Vrindavan like on the day of his departure. So somehow someone sent her to Srila Sridharmaraj's mat to meet with him. And one, he told her many things. One of the things he told her is that the infinite has infinite alternatives. Just as we see in the case of um, Srinivasa Charja wanting to learn the Bhagavatam from Gadadhar Pandit being, because that verse, Nilam Bodhi Tate Sudasa Viraha Kepan Vitam Bandavam Srimad Bhagavati Katha Madhiraya Sanjeevayan Bhatiya Srimad Bhagavatam Katha Pujayan Asru Pujayan Goshami Prabhupada Gadadura Vibhur Bhuyat Mareka Gati what Gadadhar Pandit wanted to teach to Srinivasacharya from supplying those slokas like intoxicants to relieve the pain of separation in the heart of Mahaprabhu, his tears falling on the pages like flower, lotus flower offerings washed away the slokas. which is very interesting. That which he would want to see, they've been washed away by the tears of Gadadhar Pandit. So who can look at those verses or know what those verses are? And Gadadhar Pandit sends him to Navadip to commission a new Bhagavatam. And by the time he returns, Gadadhar Pandit has left the world. Then, devastated, he makes his way toward Vrindavan. And in traveling, think maybe I, he arrives, there's a big festival going on. He's thinking, I'm not aware. What, what is today? Maybe in traveling, the date he didn't notice. And they say, haven't you heard? Rupa Goswami left the world. And that was too much for his heart to bear. So he collapsed, fainted, but awoke in the ashram of Jiva Goswami. And Jiva Goswami trained him. So, what is the plan of Krishna? Only Krishna knows. Prabhupada would say that sometimes. You have your plans, I have my plans, Krishna has his plans. <laughs> we want, you know, Krishna Itchar, you hear the Vaishnavas? 
say when you ask something, they'll go, oh, the will of Krishna. Or what did Gurudev say? Wills, you know, the wills. Wills supreme, wills of Krishna. <laughs> but humbly, like, you can see, you could see within, he is very cautious about that. He's not thinking, oh, I'm Govinda Maharaj, Swami Maharaj himself, said I'm like his son, Guru Maharaj gave me everything. Naturally, whatever I, they, even Kesha Maharaj said, whatever I say, it comes true. No problem. That's not, he may mention those things at different times, but that was not his attitude. His attitude was very cautious and humble. I'm thinking like this or like that, but the wills of Krishna. Asliśyabha parvatam panastu mama darshanam marmahatam karotu ba yatatata va varadatu lampato matprana natastu sareva napara. Adarshanam may be the will of Krishna to conceal himself, to hide himself, to not reveal himself. Krishna, you see that with his devotees, highest devotees, Rajagopis, to bring out some deeper sentiment, he is making himself absent on the account of some apparent pride in their heart. We know that even whatever pride, there's no, they are chenmoy, there's no, they have no mundane sentiments ever, but for the play in that way. So he can make himself absent and then the depths of separation can start penetrating their hearts and take them to the deepest level. And that is irresistible to Krishna. So why Krishna takes his devotees away from us, we can't fathom. It just cannot be understood ever. It's only in some by distance, the distance of time, we can repeat this type of, and we can say that, we will never desire that, but we can say that, and say, if we have any affection, or feel anything in our hearts, then by the pull of that affection, that we may, we pray, we may be pulled toward that domain. Sometimes, when Guru Maharaj was speaking very nicely, Harikatha, he would, he knows when he's saying something that's extra special. Sometimes he even mention it. Like, oh, today, like, and he's extra happy. Guru Dave told me once too, he said, because sometimes people think maybe he's not paying attention, or he said, if Guru Maharaj is speaking in a general way, I know, and I know when, and he said, if I know when he goes into that zone, and then you'll see me there with rapt attention. Guru Maharaj knows that about himself, he knew it about Saraswati Thakur. So sometimes, after one of those talks, he would say, I'm thinking right now, 
Our Guru Maharaj means Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and your Guru Maharaj, A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, they're looking down upon this transaction with great pleasure and happiness. We have to think like that. Guru Maharaj would remind us, he would say, our guardians are real. Right? Our guardians are real. Yoga Maya is real. They're observing the servitors. They're observing their disciples. Gurudev even went so far as to say, after he le- he's going to come back and see what we're offering. <laughs> what kind of prasad is being served. We sh- want to think like, pray to think like that, and should think like that. The the sincere disciple is always living in the relativity of their guru. And that goes back to my point. That week, we're delayed in being informed by a week. And then I started reflecting. But during the last week, we felt Prabhupada's connection very strongly and that he would be pleased with what we're doing. So I know, it's real. And Mahaprabhu told Rupa and Sanatan and that you can imagine on the one hand, he's telling them to go to Vrindavan. Like the other day I was thinking about this as well. You know, the Puri, the devotees from Navadip go to Jagannath Puri for four months a year. Shivananda Sain brings everybody approximately 200 Mahabhagavatas. And then they're all arranged, their places where they'll stay and how happy they are to be with Mahaprabhu for the, the Rathyatra and the four months, the Chaturmasya. But then comes the time when they're told to go to Navadvip. How can they do that? It must be horrible from one point of view. Like now it's time. How can they live the other eight months knowing Mahaprabhu is in Jagannath Puri? And then Rupa and Sanatana go to Vrindavan. And by following my order, you'll have my association. Now we're back to Gauri Das Pandit. And also Krishna telling it to the Braja Gopis. When he has played his flute, they answer the flute, they're in the dead of night in the Vrindavan forest, and Krishna is telling them, actually, physical proximity is not how you associate with me. The, the, everywhere it says, by hearing about me, chanting about me, remembering, and that way you get my association. So everyone go home and talk about me, chant here, and that way you'll get my association. And they're supposed to believe that. <laughs> what are they supposed to do? What do they do? Is they, they, their heads bow down and they start crying their eyes out. And they're told, their tears are streaming down and, and they're thinking, because they know if you have Krishna Prem, that's how you capture Krishna. 
and he's rejecting us now. So it means we don't have Krishna Prem. So why did we like give up our mothers, fathers, society, the Veda? It must be for some other reason. Now you call this the uncertainty principle, that even the greatest devotees, they're uncertain of their position. And that's a very beautiful thing. There's, there is not a guarantee. They are uncertain of their position. That's what makes them so great. Right? And go deeper and be more sincere and more loving and more affectionate and more self-sacrificing. Srila Prabhupada himself, whenever some praise is coming to him, after all, he did spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. Everybody here is here directly or indirectly by his mercy. That's just a fact. An indisputable, irrefutable fact. Srila Govinda Maharaj, Srila Gurudev, more than a few times he would say, we're still taking the prasad of Swami Maharaj. <laughs> he started all of this. And then we say, no, Mahaprabhu gave the, yeah, that's right. Prithivite ache jata nagaradi gram sarvatra prajar hoibe bornanam. Then Bhaktivinoda Thakur, the sampradaya, went off track. Course correction, he brought it back, reinfused, revitalized. The line Dharma's Charma Gato. In the Bhaktivinoda Viro Hadasagam. Then he, uh, the wealth and the melted heart of Bhaktivinoda Thakur brings Saraswati Thakur down as the distributing agent. He begins the Gaudiya Mat and gives the order to take Krishna consciousness to the Western world, particularly English-speaking countries. And he told that to many his disciples in general, but specifically to his divine grace, Shalasi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And when devotees, some, they all wanted him. Like when you get one of these really good devotees, everybody wants them in their mat, on their preaching party. They would want him and Saraswati Thakur said, oh, don't worry about him. He will, later he will do. <laughs> he, later he certainly did. But if you asked him at any point in time, or started praising him about his success, he would say, I'm just a humble, aspiring servitor of my Guru Maharaj, and I'm blindly following his instructions. That's what he would say. He told this, this that's what I do. And then some result is coming that's beyond my imagination. Most of the time, he's saying that way. And in his poetry, he's acknowledging his internal 
uh, uh, type of love and affection for Krishna. And as Guru Maharaj indicated, also referring to his guru and the uh, established Gaudiya way of conceiving as being Radharani. So Saraswati Thakur as being Radharani's delegation. And then marvelously, uniquely, originally, that someone can think like this. He's thinking, he has this order. He's in this song, Prayer to the Lotus Feet of Krishna. He's praying to Krishna and saying, My dear brother, you want the favor and association of Srimati Radharani. That we know. I've been given this service by her. If you will help me do that, then you'll get her connection. <laughs> How can Krishna resist? So Shaktavesh empowerment. And how more specifically, Nityananda Prabhu, does Nityananda Prabhu favors that family line, the Suvarna, the Vanix, the, these particular family line in Bengal, Nityananda Prabhu likes them very much, they like him very much. So miraculously, mysteriously, all these things happened. And I've told before this example of the um, superconductors. Actually, I was in, where was it? Krasnoyarsk? Is that, no, Novosibirsk. Is that a city, right? That's where, where Malini and Leela Shakti were. That's right. And it's very cold. And lots of snow and ice outside the window. <laughs> I'm looking at all day, all night, every day. <laughs> and the superconductor. If certain ceramics are brought to absolute zero, which is something, Dennis Ryan, you know, 350 degrees minus, something like that, 300 or something. If you bring that to absolute zero, they achieve superconductivity. They have zero resistance to current. So there's no, like on a copper wire, they get hot, right? The more current goes, you touch wires sometimes or feel your computer, they're like hot, they're shedding heat. That means there's resistance to the current and it's uh, expelling. You're a physicist, right? Is what I'm saying correct? Or more or less? Right? It's called resistance, isn't it? Yeah. And he, resistance to the current produces heat. It sheds heat, expels heat. But superconductors, they have zero resistance to current. 
and they can do, you know, conduct current miraculously. So Gurumar said about Srila Prabhupada, he wholly emptied himself of any desire other than the order of his Guru Maharaj. We, we can hear about that. We can think about it. We can dream about it. We can take one step in the direction of that plane, hopefully every day. But Guru Maharaj is pointing out, Prabhupada, he, he did it. But we're all inspired. He's that person who did that, who eliminated, uh, and not just, not like, oh, let me eliminate all these things. No, by dedication, single-minded, exclusive focus to the lotus feet of his guru, everything else blurred. He personified that. That t- that's why they wrote Guru, Guru Vagyam Shirshi Darjam Shaktavesha Swarupine. He became a superconductor of divine current, divine power. No resistance. Our problem is resistance. Sometimes on a good day, we may know what we should be doing. <laughs> But we're resisting. I remember reading Prabhupada's Vyas Puja article that he delivered at the Bombay Gaudiya Mat in maybe 1936 or something, like a year before Saraswati Thakur left the world. There are many wonderful things there, such as when he says, when we speak of the fundamental principle of Gurudev, we speak of something of universal application. Thus, there does not arise my discriminating my guru from your guru or anybody else. There's only one guru who appears to us through an infinity of forms to teach you and me and all others. If Prabhupada didn't write that and say that, people would think it's Mayavad or they're not being chased to their guru. <laughs> It sounds, and it, if anything, it sounds like something Guru Maharaj would say or write in Sri Guru and His Grace. One Guru who appears through an infinity of forms to instruct you and me and all others. Guru Tattva, the Guru principle. Anyway, there's many things there, but one of the things that gave me a lot of hope as a you know, newly recruited, young, aspiring servitor was one line where he said, and I'm paraphrasing now. He said, he's saying, although it is imperfectly that we have realized this truth, we're still convinced that this is that truth. And I thought, oh, this is very important. He's saying, although we've imperfectly realized Krishna consciousness, we're totally convinced that this is the right thing this is the ultimate thing, the ultimate reality. That one thing you should dedicate yourself to wholeheartedly. But we're recognizing our shortcomings in that. Our realization is far from perfect. I thought, oh, that's the right balance.
So by hearing from Srila Guru Maharaj and him articulating, and I thought how ironic in a sense, he, what we are unable to express or articulate, he's perfectly expressing and articulating. And he's Prabhupada's godbrother. But he's now supplying our hearts with the right mode of expression. <clears throat> so that current that we cannot live without, it's here it is, it's flowing here again. That current that we must take shelter of, the Asraya Vigraha. And as Guru Maharaj said, sometimes the current it like is narrow, sometimes wide. Like Guru Maharaj told of Professor Sanyal, I think he grew up in Raradesh, where the Ganga does not flow. So in their family, they had like a bottle of Ganga doll on their altar. And on holy days or special occasions, you know, they'd pop the cork and put a few drops and, you know, bow down, take them on their heads. And that's how he knew it his whole life. Then West Bengal. And Guru said, the first time he saw the wide Ganga and Bengal, this massive river, he almost fainted. I think what we we knew in a bottle, you know, drops, is now here so wide. So we we need connection with that current. Sometimes it's very wide. Gormars would say about Swami Maharaj, very humbly. Gormars say, he is done like an ocean, and we're like so many ponds. <laughs> But it's true, you know, this oceanic type impact and seva. Shakta Vesha Swarupine. But the current, that is in our interest, to maintain that current. Vilasatu Riddhi Nityam Bhakti Siddhanta Bhani, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, his divine voice, instructions, orders, beating in the hearts, playing in the hearts of his disciples. Prabhupada uh, staying in that Radha Damodar little room off the temple, if you've seen it. Well, you know, stone floor, stone walls, stones, everything stone. And typing, what is he doing? Typing Srimad Bhagavatam. I've seen those pages. He didn't have the money to buy paper, so he'd buy paper that had already been typed on. In India, they don't throw anything away. At least, I mean, then they didn't. I think throwing stuff away is like a relatively modern phenomenon there. So you can buy paper that's like falling apart, that's already been typed on. Because I remember reading them, like, turn the page. We thought everything, you know, from Prabhupada, especially if you're in his archives, is special, and it is. But so we like, turn the page, and then it would be like some kind of a 
accounting document or something. They're like sitting there trying to figure that out, you know. Then it goes back to the Bhagavatam. After a while, you kind of figured it out. <laughs> but that's, and I was wondering, why is he doing that? Because he didn't have the money to buy paper. Just think about that. That's what he's typing the Bhagavatam on. Talking about a cliffhanger. He's in Vrindavan typing the Bhagavatam in the back of these papers. And somehow getting the funds to print those Bhagavatams. So when he goes on the boat to America, he's got trunks of what? Bhagavatams. A Murdanga, some cartels like Tilak, a few Dodis, or Bahirvas, Uttariya. And Prabhupada's passport, I know also, he's got like big tilak on his arm, no shirt. He's like, as a sannyas, you know, he has like a uttariya, but you see, big tilak here, there. And then it says, where, you know, you have your parents, it says, father. It says, uh, Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. <laughs> That's his father's name, <laughs> his passport. <laughs> uh, devotees, when they do some preaching in the Western world, always want they want to like do something Vedic, right? have Indian style temple or something like that. Probably said, "I want a glass skyscraper." It says Hare Krishna on it. <laughs> a giant glass skyscraper, like the Hare Krishna Center. <laughs> and, and which is, would give and gave so much pleasure to Saraswati Thakur. When Gorka Shordas Babaji was trying to talk him out of leaving Mayapur and going to Calcutta. I mean, we can understand something about that. <laughs> Babaji Maharaj is saying, don't, don't leave the Dham, Prabhu. Calcutta's Maya. <laughs> the city of Maya. And Saraswati Thakur was saying, oh, then now you should understand my program. Is I have so much faith in the dust from your lotus feet that that can liberate thousands of Calcuttas. <laughs> he said, and if that's like the heart of hell, then what better place to establish a temple for Guru Goranga and Radha Govinda? That's where I want to make my temple. These are divine uh, discussions. So that and the ultimate tribute to him, arriving in New York, a pauper, and uh, leaving on on Jagan, uh, you know, at Ratyatra on Fifth Avenue. Krishna puts his pure, you know, it's supposed to be for Krishna, and it is, but puts his pure devotee on the chariot. And Prabhupada's <laughs> riding down Fifth Avenue 
on a chariot with like a thousand devotees doing kirtan. <laughs> it's, it's miraculous, actually. My devotee and me, interchangeable. Whatever you do for me, you do for them. And even more so, Mud Bhakta Puja Abhyadika, the 11th canto, tells Uddhava. And worship of my devotee takes precedence over the worship of my very self. It must be. Guru Janashire Punashova Pai Satyagana. So Krishna, and not Krishna, not anything less. But what? A hundred times more beautiful. Above the head of his devotee. Hare Krishna. Jai Shalesi Bhaktivedanta Sami Prabhupada Tirubhava Mahamahotsavatiti Ki Jai. Do we have some flour? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, no, but on the this day you chant a pranam. Anyway, you can chant a pranam and go. Yeah, yeah. just we chant these. Whoops. <laughs>